when everyone came out of COVID, we just had, you know, sometimes 16 offers on one house. We needed something to help our buyers compete. What we do is we write the offer for cash. If for any reason it can't close by the close date, cash to keys will step in and buy that property for the buyer. All the seller knows is that this is a cash offer. This is a game changer. Welcome to the Urban Connects podcast. I am Jennifer Archambo, the broker owner of Urban Provision Realtors. I couldn't be more thrilled to have you tuning in today. If you are here, chances are you're a prospective buyer, seller, or homeowner searching for more clarity on the ever-evolving real estate landscape here in Texas. And you've come to the right place. Throughout our podcast series, we'll be exploring a range of topics to help you navigate the complex world of real estate with ease. From insider tips, to prepare for your home for a successful sell, to insights on the latest market trends, and everything in between, we've got you covered. So sit back and relax. Get ready to take your real estate knowledge to the next level with the Urban Connect podcast. Whether you're a prospective home buyer or a current owner with aspirations of selling and buying new, chances you've asked yourself some really tough questions along the way. Like, do you find yourself wondering if now's the right time to take the plunge and make a purchase? Perhaps you've encountered the hurdle of competing with all cash offers and are left wondering how you can make an offer stand out. Or maybe you've pondered the feasibility of buying a home without the cash on hand. And what about buying your next home before you sell your current one? It's a tricky scenario, but it's not impossible. Many buyers and homeowners alike find themselves grappling with these questions, but they often struggle to find answers they need to turn their dreams into a reality. This is why I'm thrilled to reintroduce today's guest, Denise Hosack with Annie McMortgage. Denise Hosack has been in the lending industry in Central Texas for over 15 years. In 2001, she received her Certified Mortgage Advisor CMA designation, which is considered the standard of excellence in the mortgage industry. As a CMA, she's been extensively trained in all aspects of mortgage-backed securities, treasuries, and bonds. She helps her clients understand how to use mortgage debt to build sustainable lifelong wealth. Denise believes that transparency and education are paramount in providing clients with superior experience every single time. She also partners closely with realtors to help her clients win bids in the competitive Texas housing market. I'm thrilled to welcome Denise back as a guest today on the episode of Urban Connect. With her extensive knowledge and expertise in the mortgage industry, Denise is an invaluable asset and a trusted partner in our community. Her keen awareness of the constantly evolving mortgage landscape allows her to provide unparalleled insights and expertise. During today's episode, Denise will be sharing her deep understanding of an amazing program called Cash to Keys. I'm sure it will be of great interest to our Urban Connect listeners. So sit back and get ready to learn from one of the best in the business. Denise, I'm honored to host you again and welcome back to Urban Connect. Thank you, Jennifer. I'm so excited to be here. Okay, so Denise, this is a really cool program. And before we get started about Cash to Keys and going into the depths of it, I want to know more about how did it get started? Okay, so as you know, I work for Annie Mac Home Mortgage. Cash to Keys is the private equity arm of our company. It was started to help remove financing contingencies so we could ultimately close more finance transactions 
through Annie Mac Mortgage. So it actually came from the help of our CEO, Joseph Panabianco. He was actually a money manager for many years. He actually managed, I think, over $6 billion in assets. Super smart guy. He actually does a lot of uh, housing forecasts. He realized that we needed something to help our buyers compete. When everyone came out of COVID, we, you know, we were in a housing shortage. We're still in a housing shortage, but so many people wanted to move at that point because they realized they could work from home. And we just had this, this influx of people. And you know, some of them came from states where they sold a house for cash. They had a lot of cash. So they came here. That we just had, you know, sometimes 16 offers on one house. So with cash to keys. We have two programs. One is if someone just wants to make an offer on a house, they're using a regular mortgage. But what we do is we write a cash proof of funds addendum and we write the offer for cash. We intend to close the loan as usual with the mortgage. However, if for any reason it can't close by the close date, cash to keys will step in and buy that property for the buyer. All the seller knows is that this is a cash offer. So this is good for those mortgage buyers who are competing with those cash buyers and want to stand out. Yes, definitely. And sometimes it's typically we we often see I think cash buyers, you know, they usually lowball a little bit and you know, if we have someone coming in with cash and they're offering, you know, market value, they're more likely to get that that contract. So the program's called Cash to Keys. The first part is just the cash offer. The second component is called buy now, sell later. If it's for people who have a home to sell. So it's it doesn't only remove the financing contingency, but it removes the contingency of having a house to sell, either because they need those funds to qualify for the to, to, for a down payment to qualify for the mortgage on the next home, or because their debt to income is too high, you know, to qualify for both homes. And in some cases, it's just for the ease of the transition, because people, you know. I know I can't get an offer accepted if I if it's contingent upon the sale of my current home. So what if I sell sell my house first, but then where do I go? So it's really a game changer. So let me know if you want me to kind of go through the steps. Sure. Let me ask. Let's just start with some questions because I I know that our listeners are you know when they hear you know wow I could not use my cash to buy a property, not have to take out a mortgage, not you know, compete with that cash offer. So, so it takes out that contingency. So, you know, Annie Mac, Annie Mac Private Equity is going to buy the house regardless. And, and Denise, you and I both have had these situations where something happens on the mortgage side, something goes sideways, a buyer does something or, you know, something's delayed, let's say an appraisal's delayed because there's, you know, it's hard to get appraisal picked up or something. So those contingencies, it sounds like, are, aren't going to happen on this cash offer side because, you know, Annie Max ponying up their cash to buy the property. So it doesn't really matter what the buyer's ha- doing on the mortgage side because that hasn't happened yet. Correct. Okay. Let's talk about fees because, you know, everybody wonders, I mean, is this good, too good to be true? What are the fees for the seller? What are fees for the buyer in a situation like this? So really with the cash offer, we do ask for a, or cash to keys requires a, a larger deposit up front that goes into escrow. But in the end, as long as we close with the mortgage, there's no fees for this program. That's amazing. I mean, it's like a unicorn in our society <laughs> right now to have a situation that you can use someone else's cash, buy your house, do your mortgage later, compete with the cash offer, 
and maybe buy at your house for a little bit less because you're buying with cash. Mm-hmm. I don't know why every buyer wouldn't go through this program. There's some other programs out there, and, and we'll uh, next. You know, I'll get into the details of how the buy now, sell later works when they do have a house to sell. Now, there there are companies out there in the state of Texas and some other states who do similar things. Maybe they'll buy the existing home first. All of these companies were either fintech companies who decided to get into the real estate arena or real estate companies that decided to get into the mortgage arena. They're all set up for profit. In our case, this program, Cash to Keys, is just set up really to break even. All we want at the end of the day is just to close more finance transactions. That's just what we do best. We just do the mortgage Mm -hmm. piece. So this is a fantastic tool, kind of a gift uh, given to us to be able to uh, remove contingencies so we can close more finance transactions for our buyers. I think it's smart for any buyer that's competing with a mortgage and maybe is getting outbid or not accepted especially in those those areas or those price points that are really tight and thin right now of inventory, you may want to consider a program like this because if, yes. if not, it's gonna, you're going to spin your wheels. And I mean, who knows what's on the horizon in, in terms of, you know, if we get into a shorter shortage, do what do prices happen? So, you know, buy now when you can with someone else's money, I say. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So there's two programs. Like you said, there's a cash to keys cash offer, which we've discussed. There's cash to keys buy now, sell later. And it sounds like that is intended for someone who has a house to sell. They don't want to sell for one specific reason or another, but they want to buy that next house first. Yes. And, you know, in most cases, it's because they can't do both at one time. I mean, it's it's really hard, hard to qualify with two mortgage payments for most people. And they need that cash for the down payment to close on the next home. You know, it's very invasive to be sh- trying to show your home while you're living it. Your kids are there, your pets are here, there, all all your stuff. So the way that the buy now sell later works is first thing I do a pre approval that just takes you know that same day. Then we're going to order a broker price opinion. That is just uh, it's it's a third party agent opinion of what that house will sell sell for. We just want to make sure the house is marketable. Once I have that, we submit it to underwriting and we get a fully underwritten approval. At that point, we get the approval and that approval is for the buyer to purchase the next house. When we look at that broker price opinion, part of the, one of the things we do with that is we're going to use that to help calculate their net proceeds on the house they're selling. So once the approval is made, that buyer is ready to go out, make an offer, and the realtor would negotiate their contract as usual, accept their buying with a cash offer. The first contract is going to have cash to keys as the buyer and the realtor is going to write a contract that mirrors the first. So let's say that agent is able to negotiate $10,000 paid seller closing costs. Well, that second contract will have cash to keys as the seller and buyer and those that 10,000 will transfer to the second contract. So basically we're doing everything normal, except there's just an extra contract in the beginning where cash to keys is the buyer and it's for cash. So once we close on that buy contract, the buyer is then able to move directly into that new home without making any mortgage payments. All they're doing is just paying the mortgage on their existing home, or let's say they don't have a mortgage, they're just paying the, the insurance. So 
They get all their stuff out, the kids, the dogs, and that agent is able to list the home, get it looking great to accept highest and best offers. And then once they close on the sale, that buyer then shows up to sign for their sale. And then they also sign to to close on the buy side for the new home at the same time. At that point, we will collect or cash to keys will collect prorated rent, which is based on how many days the buyer was living in the house without making any payments. And And the rent is really just set up to cover taxes, insurance, carrying costs, you know, because there's there's no mortgage. It's extremely reasonable. In the state of Texas, we only use 0.007. And if you, let's say if you had a, a $500,000 purchase, that would be $3,500 a month, which is, I think, really reasonable. Not bad. Yeah. No. So what people are seeing is that they're able to do better on the buy side. They're better able to negotiate because they're making a cash offer. So they're saving money on the buy side and they're also netting more on the sales side because their their house is staged and it it presents really well. So it it kind of, it you know, more than pays for itself. It would pay for itself. And I can think of, it's, you talked about them moving on and, you know, buying before and having this house where, you know, you don't, like you said, you don't have to worry about pets or kids or working from home. A lot of people do that now and having to disrupt conference calls. But I also think of um, contingencies and contracts. I'm going to say they suck. They just suck. I mean, some contingencies go until the day of closing and a contingency for a house to sell and um, goes through closing. So um, it's based on how the contract was written. So I like that this scenario, if this scenario did not exist, what would happen would be, let's say I was a buyer, I was writing a contract to buy a house before my house sold, I would have to write an, an offer contingent on my house selling, then I have this contingency but the contingency never happens, I can get out of that other contract, but I still lose money and I lose time and it's exhausting. And, and it's, I've had clients go through that process and be on both sides. And I feel like this heartbreaking. It is heartbreaking. It doesn't matter what side of the equation you're on. I've had buyers who had to terminate because their house had not yet sold. And then I've had sellers who got terminated on because the buyer Something happened to the buyer and it's, it's, it's term, you know, it's, it's upsetting on that side too. So I love this scenario because I feel like this is, it's a game changer. It, it solves a lot of problems in our industry. Denise, you know, my mortgage background, there's sure. a lot of people can't afford two houses, the debt to income, the loan to, you know, none of that. It, it most people can't do it. Especially in a state where we don't have income tax or our, Property taxes are so much higher. Yeah. Even sometimes exactly. even people with without a mortgage, I see it's it's hard. When we look at those numbers on paper, the debt to income is still too high, you know, trying to calculate their debt to income with two homes. So let's talk about this. Let's say their house never sells or they decide to not sell their house. I mean, they're buying a house, but they still need to sell the house. I mean, I'm sure there's a stipulation in place that they still need to sell their house. So that question does come up and we always address that with our with our buyers. So when we do that net proceeds calculation, when we order that broker price opinion, 
we're going to do a very conservative net proceeds calculation, worst case scenario, right? Let's say, you know, this house sits there for six months, I can't sell it. Part of the contract states that if if they can't sell the current home, cash to keys is on the hook for buying it because we need to complete this mortgage, right? We need to, they need to sell the new home back to the buyer. So how do they get rid of the other house? Then they're suddenly on the hook to buy it. So I will tell you, we've been doing this program since January of 2022. So it's almost a year and a half. That has has not happened yet. And that's kind of one of the reasons for the broker price opinion is just to determine the markability of that home, right? And that's one of the reasons why we will not do this program without a realtor. Realtor has to be on the buy, sell and the buy side and the sell side, because we know that with, you know, a vetted local realtor, you know, we can count on that. And, you know, when we look at the value of the home and the market conditions, we know that that home will get sold within six months. Now, is there a timeline in which, let's say you find your house, you close on your new house. Is there a timeline where the seller has to put their current home on the market? That's a great question. Yes, it's actually two weeks. So let's say if we wrote the contract today, Cash to Keys just wrote a contract for a buyer to buy the house they fell in love with, right? We're not closing that day. We just wrote that contract. Even though it's a cash offer, we're still going to have a couple of weeks. So during that time, our buyers are packing. Sometimes they're touching up paint. You know, They're doing everything they need to do so that the day that that closes on the cash sale, on the cash buy, excuse me, they move right into that home. So they're not accumulating rent during that time. They've got everything ready and they move in day one. And then we ask that the realtor list their current home within two weeks. So within two weeks of closing on the buy side, we ask that their current home's listed. So let's say, you know, there's a little bit more. Maybe they have to, hey, we have to replace some flooring. So, you know, they're out of the house and then you have, you know, plenty of time to do that if you want to. It's definitely designed for someone who's ready to sell, not someone who needs to in, uh, tackle a major renovation once they're out of it, because that major renovation is definitely going to take longer than two weeks. Yeah, correct. Uh, and and we, we, we all know renovations now, you think they're going to take two weeks and they take four or longer. So um, I feel like it's, it's, don't think you're going to move out of the house and then tackle a big project before you go in. Maybe you can paint or like you said, you know, patch up walls or something like that. But, you know, some, all your work has to be done within that two week mark. Yeah. I've had some people say, oh my gosh, I'm so excited. I want to, want to start on this, but I need you to give me two weeks because I don't, don't, don't order that broker price opinion yet. Cause I don't want anyone taking pictures until I get you know, I need to get this <laughs> something fixed or whatever. And I go, okay. Sometimes, you know, yeah. certain things aren't going to affect the marketability that much, but we, we sometimes they ask me to hold off a little bit. It's like anytime you get the order of the appraisal on a mortgage transaction, they're like, are they going to take pictures? <laughs> yes, <laughs> they are. Oh, well, can I, can I make sure I clean my house first? Yes, you can. Oh. Don't have the, yeah, don't have the grass three feet high in the yard. Yeah, just, exactly. Exactly. You know, I, I actually spoke to a, cl- uh, a client about this program. I mean, we're listing their house soon. You know, they're sort of a candidate for it. They're moving to a new city. Their equity is tied up in this house. They potentially could buy the next one, but put down very little and do something that's called a recast. It's basically for our listeners. It's 
you know, you, you put down a little bit of money and you close on the next house and then you put down a um, larger portion to go towards principal reduction. So it just kind of resets your, your mortgage note um, from that point, your principal and interest. That's an option for them. But I told them, why do all of that? You're going to pay for that. Why not just go ahead and find the house you like? And then while this house is being listed, like, you know, it could be listed two, three weeks where you get an offer, hopefully not. But then, you know, at least you have some sense of where you're going. Yeah, it removes the stress. One thing I didn't mention is the house that they have to sell can be anywhere in the U.S., anywhere. The house they're buying, we we just have to have, you know, we have to be licensed in that state. I think as of now, I think we're in 40, I think we're in 48 states, 47, 48. I'm licensed in Texas and Georgia and Colorado as well. But even if someone, you know, wanted to buy, you know, they still wanted to use this program, they were in another state, they wanted to buy a home in another state, I could refer them to, you know, someone. But you know, the house they're selling can be anywhere in the U.S. We're just going to order a broker price opinion, whatever, wherever that house is. And we'll work with two agents rather than one if it's a local move. Yeah. I mean, I feel like this program is, I've said it earlier, it's a unicorn. It's, this is not a program that's at every mortgage company. I mean, you hear programs all the time. I'm not going to talk about any company names, whether, like you said, they'll buy your house for you. We talked about when Denise said that that's for profit. They're profiting on you. They want to then sell that house later at a profit. And this is not what this program is designed to do. It's designed to get essentially you as a client in their seat as their mortgage client at the end of the day. That That's their, I'm going to call it their profitability, not helping you buy with cash or helping you, you know, buy first and sell later. It's set up for the, the sole purpose of removing contract contingencies to give our buyers an advantage. Yeah, it's a huge advantage. It doesn't matter what side of the equation you're on, especially since there is no cost on the the cash option, period. And as long as you buy it and you're on a mortgage, and then the only cost to the seller side is if you're in the house and there's some a lapse of time. And I think you said at one time, it's the number of days in your home. It's a daily per diem, not a monthly per diem. Yeah. If, it's th- if it takes 37 days to sell the house, you're not going to pay two months rent. You're just going to pay 37 days worth of rent. That's mm-hmm. the way we calculated it. And, that, and that's, of course, after they sell their existing home, because we don't want to create a financial burden. We're not collecting that while they're, li- you know, they're still making the mortgage payments or whatever payments on their existing home. We don't want to be collecting that while they're living in the new home until they sell their existing. One other question I have is there's the underwriting process on this. The underwriting process on this is no different than you underwriting for the loan that they're intending to get at the end of the process. The only changes is, is the uh, broker price opinion to figure out how the, how marketable the current home is. Exactly. So all we're doing is underwriting the loan. And then we're saying, okay, where's the cash coming from? Oh, it's coming from the sale of the existing home. How are we going to figure out those proceeds? Well, we're going to order a broker price opinion. We are going to use like a very conservative estimate though. So, you know, whatever they net, they net. And, you know, usually people come back to me and they go, oh, I, I, you know, I got more than I was expecting. I want to put down an extra 30,000, whatever. That's their choice. But for purposes of, for qualification purposes, we're going to use a very conservative estimate of their net. And that 
you know, because we're kind of building in that sort of worst case scenario. What if they list the home too high, they take too long to sell or whatever. And really that's all we're seeing the ones that are listed. You tell me this all the time when, whenever you see homes that are listed, right, whether they're listed at the right price at the comparable value, they're, they're still selling uh, within a, within a, you know, reasonably short amount of time. Yeah, they are. And I, I just reviewed this with a client last night is, you know, why hasn't this home sold? Well, they started too high. They're, they're still in uh, a time zone for six months ago. They're living in that era. They're not living in today's world. So I'm going to assume here, this is my assumption based on my knowledge is when someone has bought a home, and they have somewhere they want to be, they are a better seller if they have not sold their home. Sky is the limit and you know they're going to reach for the stars to try to get a price. They're going to be realistic in their price. They are going to be uh, realistic in their negotiations and they're not going to hold things up by saying, nope, I don't have to sell because they've already bought. They don't want to be paying you know, rent even if it's a daily per diem. Because I don't want to go back to market and have that stigma of why did you go back to market or why haven't your house sold when the ones that are priced right, staged right, marketed right are selling and the ones that aren't aren't. So I, I do believe that when a buyer or a seller buyer uses the second program, they're going to be a little bit more of a realistic seller in terms of they don't know where they're going next. And I think that's a win-win for everybody. Yeah, I, I do see that. Actually, what, what you're saying makes absolute sense because I haven't really had people who are listing their home unreasonably high when they're using this program. They, they're already moved into their new house. I mean, they're excited and they, they know how much they need. We've determined that. We've discussed that. We've looked at the payments and everything. So they're, they're, they're ready to make that transition and they're excited about it. And they're typically really excited about what they were able to negotiate because they they just negotiated their new home for cash, you know. So so they're normally pretty happy even before that that house gets listed. Exactly. Is there anything about the the cash to keys program either side that maybe we didn't talk about? I guess I should stress that if we use just the cash offer, if they don't have a house to sell and they don't lose their job, <laughs> nothing catastrophic happens. They could still use this cash program without any cost. And it's for conventional and VA loans only. But if they make, they want to use the cash offer, as long as cash to keys, no matter how the program works, as long as cash to keys doesn't wind up having to buy and close on that, on that buy for them, that the, there's no cost to the program. If cash to keys has to buy that house, either because they lost their job, they couldn't you know, close on the mortgage or because they needed cash to keys to buy the house for them prior to selling their existing, then they'll accrue those days of rent. There's actually one other thing I need to mention. Cash to keys, when cash to keys buys the house, they're paying all of the closing costs. So they do recoup 1% at the end, which covers the title policy that they pay for. And again, that is not charged to the, to the borrower, the buyer up front. That is after they sell their existing home. So it's just, like I said before, the program is kind of set up to pay for itself, uh, to just you know pay for expenses, but it's not set up to generate revenue. And really, for the first year we had it, they weren't collecting that at all. And they knew they, knew they were going to have to pay to use this program. They knew it was going to cost. It was going to go negative. But you know, they, they wanted to 
to really closely examine state by state. Okay, we know that Texas, you know, title fees in this state and this state are a little bit higher, but we know that they don't have transfer fees. We know that transfer fees are higher in these states. So what they did is they looked at every state and said, okay, what do we need to at minimum to charge just to kind of break even on these to cover a little more of our costs? And in Texas, it's it's one percent. You know, most states it's probably it. Yeah, most states it's around one percent. Yeah, it makes sense. But yeah, but everyone tells me it, it's still, you know, it more pays it, it more than pays for it itself because if you think about well, what if I'm putting you know, I'm, I'm making an offer on a house, I'm using a mortgage, I'm putting 10% down and there's another buyer that's putting 20% down. Well, that buyer is going to look better than me. So I may have to offer a higher price on the house. Well, it's typically more than 1% you're offering. You're typically offering, you know, more than that. So it saves people of having to pay, overpay for a house and just have, you know, just a little bit, you know, more, a little bit more closing costs after their their net proceeds from the sale of the existing home. Well, what I'd like to point out is what a lot of sellers don't realize is everybody gets so wrapped up in option periods. There's so many more contingencies beyond the option period on a mortgage transaction. I mean, the mortgage mortgages and mortgage transactions and, and offers with, with mortgages tied to them or loans tied to them are not bad, Right. The bad is if you have a mortgage loan officer that didn't do their proper vetting or a buyer who's not listening, that's the bad in it, right? If you're with uh, someone like yourself who is educating your buyer along the way what they can and can't do or don't quit your job or, you know, status quo, right? We're good, right? But it's, for instance, to give our listeners an example Every, like I said, everybody focuses on the option period. The option period could be in Texas, generally three to 14 days, depending on what market we're in. Well, a lot of times the contingency for the credit portion of the approval, because on offers in Texas, there's two outs for a buyer in a finance transaction. There's a credit portion and then there's a property portion. Well, the, the credit portion generally far exceeds the option period. so. There's still a contingent out beyond option. And so with this cash offer, if the buyer is using it, what the seller should say is, I don't have those, you know, issues or I, I can have peace of mind now knowing that any Mac is going to move forward regardless of what happens. You know, the buyer just needs to keep status quo. If something happens and maybe debt to income ratios don't work out, You'll work out that with the buyer later to get them into a mortgage. You'll massage them later to get that final product done. But but now those contingencies of eliminating them are huge. Yeah. In the past year and a half since that we've had this program, we've only, I mean, we've closed, uh, I don't know how many, uh, over 100 transactions. And we've only had two instances where on the cash offer, you know, the buyer, one buyer resigned from his job, which <laughs> none of my clients would, they would know not to do that. They would never do that. <laughs> and the other one had a collection pop up. There was a credit issue, which he suddenly couldn't qualify for the mortgage. So what cash to keys stepped in, bought the house, held it. And in the case with the person who resigned, he got another job and they requalified him, did the mortgage. And then the, pers- the person who had the credit issue, it actually took them only two weeks to work through 
they helped him get it removed from his his credit so that they could close on it using the mortgage. So, you know, we do a very thorough upfront vetting. Even if we're not using the cash to keys program, we're just doing a regular mortgage. I mean, we always, as Annie Mac typically, or I mean, our we hire experienced loan officers. So, you know, we part of our protocol is running every single applicant through at least automated underwriting process, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac. And then, you know, in, in many cases, we go through the full underwriting process up front. You know, before I had this program, that was my practice anyway, because what I like to do is, you know, if the person is already approved through underwriting, all we need is a house, right? Well, a house at appraisal. Well, sometimes Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac will allow the lender to close without an appraisal if it's a conventional loan and the buyer is putting at least 20% down. So I would just, always, you know, I would say, hey, before you make this offer, all right, tell me what your offer price is. Let me run it through underwriting right now and see if we can get an appraisal waiver. Wow, we got an appraisal waiver through Fannie Mae. So when you make that offer, I could reach out to the listing agent and say, hey, not only do we have an approved loan here, but it doesn't require it doesn't require an appraisal. We can close in, you know, we can do a, we can accommodate a quick close if both parties agree. I mean, we can close that loan in two weeks sometimes. So, you know, anyway, I, I'm just kind of good getting in that just to show how thoroughly, you know, approving someone up front is what the company is relying on to do. You know, we're doing that due diligence so that, you know, worst case scenario doesn't happen. We're doing when they have a house to sell, we're doing the due diligence on the house. And it just makes everyone feel at ease because we've We've looked at everything and you know, we've removed the contingencies. We've we we have a solid approval. You know, it just makes it kind of easy from there. It's just picking out the house and well, as you know, as easy as moving is, but <laughs> at least all the more no, that's not easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's not easy. It makes sense why this program came to fruition because you know, working with you and through, you know, COVID and before COVID when we had shortages and multiple offers, you know, most of my clients working with you were approved up front and like we had that um, advantage. So now it makes really sense why this program exists with y'all because you've, you've been doing it. It's like, how do you do it on a grand scale? So it makes total sense. Here's a few tips. I feel like, I feel like we've covered the products and um, let me give you some takeaways from these, what I call amazing products. Um, so cash to keys cash offer empowers buyers and who may not have the necessary liquid cash to compete with a traditional cash buyer. And with this innovative program, there are no fees for the seller in the event that the buyer is unable to perform or purchase the home. So even if the buyer can't move forward, Annie Mac Private Equity will still purchase the home from the seller. That is huge. So sellers, you want an offer from Annie Mac Private Equity. And when you see that term, you want to accept that offer. For sellers looking to buy and move before selling their current home, the Cash to Keys Buy Now, Sell Later program offers a solution. There's no mortgage, rent, or fees due until after the seller closes on their original home. This allows greater flexibility and financial freedom, enabling sellers to make their next move without being held back by the burden of carrying two mortgages. And you can easily get in touch with Denise by visiting her website at denisedoesmortgages.com. 
Denise, I want to extend my sincerest gratitude and generosity for sharing your valuable time and expertise with us today, your insights and expert guidance on the Cash to Keys Buy Now and the Buy Now and Sell Later programs have been incredibly enlightening and informative to our Texas-based listeners and for our listeners that are listening from other states. Thank you once again for your invaluable contribution to the Urban Connect community. Thank you so much, Jennifer. I appreciate it. Yeah, I, I always love to have Denise on because I feel like when, when she comes, we all learn something, which is great. So <laughs> my my education is oozing out. So so before we close out today's episode, I would like to give you a sneak peek of what's coming up on our next episode. On our next three episodes, it's going to be a three-part series. We'll delve into the qualities that make up an amazing realtor. But here's the catch. We won't be just looking at it from a realtor's point of view. We'll be getting insights from buyers and sellers to provide a more comprehensive and well-rounded perspective on what truly makes a great real estate agent. A big thank you to all of our listeners, whether you're tuning in from at home or on the go. I hope you found today's episode of Urban Connect informative and useful. If you've enjoyed the show, please consider that follow or subscribe button. Your support helps us reach a wider audience and brings more people to the Urban Connect community. If you have questions or comments about today's episode, please do not hesitate to reach out to me directly at jennifer at urbanconnectpodcast.com. I read every email I receive and I'm happy to hear your thoughts, suggestions, and feedback. This is Jennifer Ashambo, and I look forward to connecting with you again on the next episode of Urban Connect.